Welcome to Marketing Blend, where I bring you all the marketing news that you guys need to know, plus some tips, tricks, advice every once in a while, especially when things go awry in marketing and just the business world, which happens quite a bit in the tech digital marketing industry. You just can't go boom everywhere. Anyways, I'm your host, Brett Deister, and let's get on with it. All right, so it's official. They finally changed the relationship status. Instagram is going all business for business pages. Yes, they have finally announced business tools along with business profile pages to make it look more like Facebook. Let's be honest, it's going to be a lot more like Facebook. It's going to give you type of organic reach, how many likes people are going to give you, all that fun stuff that you may or may not want to know. So they will be rolling out this in uh, the United States, New Zealand, kind of first more in the Western world or the West as it's called, and then it'll eventually be rolling out to everybody else. But United States primarily is going to probably get it first in the coming months. Doesn't really know what that means, but in the coming months, eventually everybody's going to get it. I tried to figure out if I could get it through my own uh, digital coffee podcast, Instagram account, and really just couldn't. I was looking through all the options, trying to see if I can trick it, but no, you can't really trick it. Dang, because I really wanted to trick it to see if I could actually, you know, get into it a lot quicker than having to wait for them to roll it out. Whatever that means. I don't know what that means still. I'm still trying to figure out what every time rolling out means. seems like a very slow process of rolling things out because that's what usually these big companies do now. They do a very slow rollout process. Now... The great thing is these these brand pages, business pages, will give a lot more analytic and basically understanding of how your pictures are doing, how your content's doing, if people are liking it, if people are not liking it, what times people are liking it, and what is the best time to actually post for it as well. The other downside to this is the eventual rollout of the algorithmic timelines that everybody has been saying no we don't want but you know facebook and instagram is like but we want money and this is the way that we've made a lot of money on, on instagram will it hurt them in the long run maybe who knows both platforms are very different from each other and it looks like facebook hasn't switched up their uh advertising game for Instagram. They're going to basically go all pro Facebook in that type of way. So we'll see how well that actually does. The other problem is, is that uh, Instagram has started to cut off its APIs from other companies as well. So if you, if you can't really log in to Instagram anymore, that's the reason why they're going very old Twitter like which could hurt them in the long run we will see but this is not a very good side for businesses that actually have relied on Instagram now Instagram is kind of cutting it off a little bit so it's unfortunate to see that's happening but that's that's the ugly side of business you make really tough choices and you kind of have to live them but for the good thing is uh, you will get actual in-depth analytic tools inside Instagram the downside is the other platforms that have built itself up to monitor, track, and show you all this stuff are going to have to figure out and double down on how much better their service is instead of Instagram service or try to see if they can get in conjunction with it. It depends. I don't really know right now, but people could be, you know, in mass just going, we don't want this one. We're just going to stick with Instagram's native 
analytics like tools, and it could hurt uh, Comsquare Square later could actually hurt a little bit, but I don't think it's going to hurt them too much because they are more about posting things. But other ones as well that kind of track uh, your progress with Instagram, it could hurt their business, cut into their business a little bit. So it should be interesting to see what's actually going to happen about that. Like I said, I am for and against it at the same time only because of the algorithmic newsfeed that's coming. Well, it's, it's, it's coming, unfortunately. Do I like it? Heck no, hate it, hate it so bad, but unfortunately it's coming. All right, now there was an interesting article on marketing land that I wanted to talk about a little bit because it's it's saying that, it's saying it's pro blog posts and say that uh, it sh blog posts is killing or are, is already killing or going to be killing the press release. Now I'm usually, all four new methods of getting your brand awareness out there. However, do I think the the blog is going to be killing press releases? Maybe in the long run, maybe not. It really depends. There's a lot of other platforms and software out there where you can get your press releases. I'm pretty sure a lot of press, when you do it right, like press releases more than going to find a blog. Even though if they follow it, they may not ever catch everything but what it's trying to say is that hey look this person and this person this person had more reach because they used a blog post and whatnot and basically said that this is better and then they showed a tweet of someone saying making content 2016 especially if it's good content uh, people are going to find it no matter uh, where you are that is kind of true and kind of false at the same time yes you can make great content, but you also have to go after the people that you want to find as well. It's not just about, oh, look, I make great content. Here you go, social media land. Enjoy it, because it's going to take a while. Everything, and this is what I tell everybody that I come in contact with, business, friends, whoever asks me about social media, I'm like, look, it, it takes time. It's not going to be a quick a quick thing it's not going to do that at all it's just it's going to be a long slow persistent keep on going keep on doing it type of thing a lot of these people are talking about probably did a very long and slow process to get to where they're at right now now could it help be in conjunction with a press release yes could it be a new way to pitch things maybe do i see it actually overtaking it no not in the least bit, not even close is going to be taking it. Future, maybe, but we actually maybe may see press release 2.0. It's a lot different than what it is right now. The reason why people like press releases is because unlike blog posts, press releases have the important stuff on top and then the rest of the fluff on the bottom. And that's why a lot of uh, journalists still like them. Blog posts, on the other hand, are very long, you have to get to everything, and if you want to read them, that's great, but if you're on a deadline, it's not really the best way of doing it. So, Presby's going anywhere? No. Uh, could they be changing? Of course, everything's changing. I am not against having a pseudo press release blog, but like I said, blogs are usually better when they're long form. Sometimes short form, but usually long form. And so this is, it's catch 22. And everybody's trying to get rid of the old for some odd reason. I, on the other hand, like the old stuff. I like the old marketing 
tactics and principles because they they give you a better roadmap to how you can well deal with the new tactics and strategies because we build upon them it's not innovation is not i just made something without even know without ever looking at life and looking things around no we we kind of build upon things it's how we innovate create and do all that fun stuff all right google has released uh its roadmap for amp or accelerated mobile pages yes that's right if you if your website especially your blog site is not apm ready amp sorry apm amp ready then uh well you're gonna get ranked down a little bit uh, right now it's not that bad but eventually google is going to make this more of a priority than other things now they released a roadmap for the second quarter on what they want to see and they put themes and statuses and the themes are is provide initial support for live updating content within amp pages provide features that enable deeper user engagement like site navigation and sharing make it easier to build well-styled amp pages provide initial support for data entry use cases forms and search boxes and then broaden support to include a variety of content formats, including news articles, recipes, local listings, product listings, and more. And then further alignment with progressive web pages or PWAs. And then their status is step one is planning, designing a native app install button banner, AMP bootstrap default styling. Uh, and then step stage four is pull requests, which is live blog support, form support. Stage six is launched and stable. So they're, at least they're giving you something. And I actually think the funny thing about this is that Slack kind of did this before the roadmap and they kind of, and a lot of companies have started to go this route because a lot of people get excited when they see like what's going on. Not, not all of a sudden like, oh, it's out, finally. It took, why did it take so long? Like you guys, you guys just said some one thing and then you left. But for business-wise, marketing-wise, yes, you should already or be in the process of having your website AMP ready as accelerated mobile pages. Why? Because it loads faster. People want it to load fast on their mobile devices. People are using their mobile devices more often and you probably already know this, but I will bang it into your head. They're using it more. You need to make sure that your website is up to date. If it's not, you need to find a way to make it up to date because if you're not, that's a problem because you're going to be left behind, you're going to get ranked down, and that's a terrible, terrible thing to happen. It's not good. So at least be AMP ready. Also, instant articles is another great thing, but at least AMP is kind of helping you through that long run. So yes, make sure that you are AMP ready because you should be. All right, there is, you know, Olympics coming up soon in Rio, Rio, and Facebook has brought out a new infographic that is interesting with some of the data that, that they've collected. Now, uh, a lot of young people are excited for the Olympics, uh, a little bit more men than women, it depends. Now, there is a difference between men and women. Women kind of like, are more likely to, the games to be more about friendly competition, and men are more likely to, have, to be more about fierce rivalries. Uh, they cite gymnastic as their favorite event for women, and then for men is football or soccer in the U.S. because we called football 
that it really doesn't use your feet that much. That is, it's kind of weird. I'm not gonna lie. I'm still trying to figure out why we just don't change it and actually have soccer become football because it makes more sense. Anyways, um, some fans are gonna are family oriented, so about average number of children is about two. Uh, average age of children is about ten. That's fifty one percent of the respondents are parents, while the other ones are independent or will watch it alone. So singles, 39%, and 30% will just watch it alone. So it doesn't matter what it is. Now, what's interesting is, is that the most favorite sport worldwide is football, but if you kind of break it down into different regions, it's a little bit different. So North America is gymnastics. Europe, track and field. Poland, volleyball. Asia Pacific football, Latin America football, South Africa is track and field, and Australia is swimming. So if you are a multinational company or a company that's in a specific region, it might be good to look at this data and find a campaign that's going to be revolving around what each country's or region's favorite uh, sport or pastime is for the Olympics so you can build upon a campaign for that because it actually would be good to you know have like if you're in Australia, have a swimming kind of campaign, Poland, volleyball, et cetera, et cetera. So it would be good to actually look at that. Um, I will put this uh, infographic in the show notes if you guys kind of want to look at it. Uh, it also says that, well, millennials is more of a – they care more about a group thing than a me thing. So it's about national honor instead of personal fame. But Gen Xers are about national honor instead of – uh, national fame so it really depends on the age group uh, and then also mobile wise uh, millennials are about more likely to well, to watch it on their mobile phones that's millennials in general and then younger millennials are way more likely to f do it on Facebook and uh, and use Instagram because this is a Facebook in <laughs> this is a Facebook <laughs> infographic, so you're not going to see other ones saying they're more likely to go to YouTube because they don't want you to go to YouTube. But they're more likely to use social media sites to actually look at that stuff. So make sure that you are geared up for this if you are in that type of specific market that can actually use it. If you're not, don't try to don't try to do it. Don't try to actually do be that business that. It's a coffee shop and says, hey, you should drink. Well, actually, you could you could do actually the campaign for coffee shop. Hey, get in the, wake up in the morning with a great cup of coffee for your swim or something like that could actually be it. So I take it back. But if you are like an engineering company that is on social media, it might be a little weird, but it actually could actually work out as well. It could actually work out for designing a uh, swimming pool, uh, designing a track and field. So, yeah, you have multitudes of different things to do to bring more awareness to your brand so make sure you're on point and you're not it's not weird because it can be weird if you're not doing it right just saying just gonna throw that out there all right periscope has added live moderation tools yes they finally added that where if you see somebody being a troll or saying abusive language you can flag it and then uh periscope will ask your users if it is, if it is, they will be uh, taken on a timeout. And then if they keep on doing it, they will be banned from the live stream from saying anything. 
So this is the way to deal with it because they've had such a problem with it. I kind of like this for businesses because you kind of want to keep it clean as much as you possibly can, depending on what your business is. And this is just a great way of doing that. Uh, I kind of, I mean, it's a start. It's a great start for moderation tools. Eventually, they probably will go a little bit more algorithmic and AI type of route, so they don't have to have people on it, and you don't have to. You know be vigilant about your monitoring as i always say if you're gonna do like a periscope always have somebody filming it so they can kind of check and have, always have someone being the spokesperson doing the one on the one thing can be a little difficult but if you had two people doing it, it it's a lot easier to deal with and that's kind of like a little bit more of my advice for that. Always have two people doing it. Always know exactly what you're going to be saying. And always, you know, run through it before you actually do a live streaming. Just, just get out the kinks and make sure that you aren't going to be saying anything that's could be taken the wrong way. Because it's live and you can't take it off at all. It's there for everybody to see. So you make a mistake. That's on you, buddy. That's on you. All right, well, apparently Facebook director of product design decided to say that websites are dying business. I, on the other hand, say no, they are not. Uh, the reason why I say they're not a dying business is because you want where a lot of people go, they go, they go to websites. So you post it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and then they go to your website, plus, I would not want to be a business beholden to these social networks rule changes all the time because you don't own the space. So is he right? Maybe, maybe not. Probably not, to be honest with you. It's probably going to be another innovation phase for websites. Are they going to go away? No. Blog sites are not going to go away. I don't foresee that happening because my problem is with Facebook, Twitter, and all of them is that once they do a rule change – whether you like it or not, you have to abide by it, which is unfortunate. So you have no control whatsoever over it. But they're like, oh, but you don't need a website anymore. Yeah, you still do because you control that. You dictate what you want. And you, you, you know, you're, you're the one that is the gatekeeper. So you can say which, what you want to say. You can, you know, kick people out. You can change the whole design layout. All of that is yours to do. With Facebook, um, you could change a picture or two and, you know, post things. And that's about it. That's why I always say, yeah, don't listen to the product design person from Facebook because, A, it's Facebook. Second, he's going to say, but we're uh, actually a lot better. The problem is, is that there's already a pretty good case study on why you shouldn't do that called Zenga. And Zenga relied heavily on Facebook and its gaming platform and look what happened to it. It didn't do very well after a while and it had to get away from it so it could be a profitable business. And it's been hurting for a while because of this. So I would not, I would stick with a website or you can try Medium, but I would actually stick with a self-hosted website. It's gonna cost a little bit more, um, but you can find really great layouts, designs, themes, whatever, whatever uh, platform you use. But I would do that only because if you don't, you're kind of missing out on the great things of doing it yourself, you know, maintaining it, controlling what is going to be on there, what it looks like, and all that stuff. And relying on Facebook, Twitter, and all of them, 
it's just a bad business strategy to me because you have no control whatsoever on that. So I say no, he's wrong in a way is business websites changing of course they are they're always changing it's a ra it's tech it's a rapid pace of change we always have to keep up with it so yes it's always going to change however no it's not a dying business it's just transforming as always every time sometimes people are just way too early for what's saying it or they're way off like paypal founder said that we in five years we would have no more wallets we still have wallets that was like 2007 we still have wallets so yeah sometimes you're off all right now i say this a lot because it's important to say one it happened recently that myspace got hacked and it was the biggest hack to date the, the great thing is is that it was really old well, really old user counts, passwords, so if so, it didn't really matter as much. It wasn't that big of an impact. Funny part is that they'll email you and they'll be and you'll be like, "I have a MySpace still." That's usually what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> be like, because I, I actually got one today. Hey, I MySpace is legal. I'll be like, "Oh, I have MySpace. That's cute. Eh, I don't care." But that's usually going to happen. Now, businesses need to understand that. Not only do you need to have a great website, great social media, and all that other content type stuff, but you also need to have great security on your website because there's a lot of things that can go wrong. And if you have old security protocols, they can be circumvented. People can get user data. It's never a good thing. So I always highly recommend that you back up daily weekly the most if you only do it monthly you're running into trouble only reason because of nefarious things that you know hackers do like ransomware saying hey pay us this much and we'll give you your data back and then change their mind and then you never get your data back and it's kind of yeah it's not a good thing uh so my advice always back up have your crisis plan ready for when it happens uh, because you need a crisis plan, especially when it happens. It's going to happen fast, and people are going to want, want answers. And if you are trying to write the press release at the time under law of stress, it probably won't be that great. People will be wondering why well, a lot of things. And so I, I would write a crisis plan or look at your crisis plan and update it with a kind of a security or tech cybersecurity related uh, section of it. So you have Shmee post ready, press release ready, uh, spokes, speaking notes for the spokesperson, usually the CEO ready, everything ready. So when the need arises, you go, let me look through it, there you go. Or it's in Google Drive or whatever. You have it ready to go, ready to be sent out to a whole bunch of people. And it doesn't, it takes little to no time to do it. So they aren't banging on your door, calling you at your office, emailing you, tweeting you with like, hey, what's going on? What's going on? We need, we need to know what's going on. Our readers want to know what's going on. That's that's my advice for you is be, be ready. Be ready for it because unfortunately, and I always say this, it's, it's going to happen. You are going to get hacked. It's an inevitability. You cannot get around it. There's no way to have that great brute force or 
great of a firewall that they can't figure out some way of getting around it, it's going to happen. So just be ready, back up daily, end of the day, or close to the end of the day, back up all your files or all your important files. Make sure if you don't have a crisis plan, you write a crisis plan and put it cybersecurity specifically in there or being hacked as one of the tabs in there as well so you have everything ready and set to go. All right, now it's time to look at some programs and maybe some little apps to look at. All right, there is something called Press Kit Hero, which allow you to create, well, professional press kits. And every company needs a little press kit for, you know, events, uh, product launches, all that fun stuff. And they're a lot of work. And so this is a great way for you to get, you know, everything done professionally without too much of a headache. Headaches do happen, and like I said, it's a lot of work. Now, uh, you can get you get free press kits, and it's more of a website by presskithero.com uh, subdomain. But if you want custom domain, it's twenty dollars per month. But it's easy to set up, super great. It'll make it look great, and it'll make the press go, "Ooh, this is really nice." I mean, they might not all if they just don't like you. Let's be honest. All right, Intercom also is going is has a new thing called Smart Campaigns. This is a new feature for Intercom for uh, marketing automation re-image, so you can retarget, re-image, use those evergreen targets, and re-engage your your users as needed. Because we all need that you know, a little bit of smart marketing to help us re-engage those P, those well, invested customers that we all love and want to come back and hopefully have a good, great experience with. Um, it will let you decide uh, when to send it and where. Uh, so you can do triggering of they do this, this, but they don't do this. So you're going to send it or they do this, 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 and this, and then you send it. So it's a great way of, you know, figuring out how to retarget your customers. I highly recommend it. So it is called Smart Campaigns from Intercom Exchange. All right. Are you not on Slack and you just really hate the other programs for team video conferencing well there's a new one for you called meet space yes uh it helps to make it well easy for you with permanent rooms clear crystal clear audio as they claim and interruption controls so you can put space bar to mute if you have to talk to somebody and you won't be like Someone's talking about really important business stuff. Oh, what? what, what, what oh, sorry, I didn't know that you could hear me. So that well, that will help as well. Uh, so I know there's a myriad of other platforms out there, but this could be something that you could actually look into, especially if you are not very tech savvy. This could actually be a good one for you. It looks very user friendly. That's all we need. All right, for my Slack users out there, there is MonkeyWorks where it lets you, you know, monitor your marketing and has optimized Lee and a, a Google AdWords so you can see your experiments of titles and see which ones are working, which ones are hitting and which ones are not. Uh, has integration with WordPress, Intercom, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Google AdWords, Google Analytics, MailChimp and Domo. So you have a lot of things to look for, especially it's nice that it's all in Slack as well, so you can put it in your Slack for your teams, especially your marketing team to look at. Maybe your sales team is also a good thing to look at. 
All right, there's a new calendar that will add audio and video to it as well, yes. So now you can not only, well, have words, but you can have audio and video, maybe, you know, visual or audio reminders for what you're actually going to be, especially for meetings. You're like, wait, what is this again? I don't remember. It's something to do with something or other product. But yeah, now you can actually do it and have, you know, give you audio reminders, video reminders. Um, and it's just a way to, you know, have it all together without too many too many things. Now there's public calendars, a secure chat, there's a secure peer-to-peer uh, -peer calls, which is great. Screen sharing, confidential email, and simple SDK. So not only can you kind of you know do it with your calendar, but you can also have just beings that way. So I have two different ones. Uh, the pricing, there's a free with unlimited calls, unlimited call duration, unlimited functionality, unlimited content, and multiple devices. Uh, the $19 per month slash user enterprise one is limited it's the same thing but plus sdk integration Ooh. so and if you really need the 19 dollars a month you can but if you don't i wouldn't worry about it but yes it's called viz.io all right have you been really wanting to get into well youtube and it's just been really difficult you're a brand you want to find the best influencers for videos you know to do um, cross promotion with do sponsorship with well real real io is the way to do it now creators and brands can sign up and they can find each other so it's a great way of any company to finding ways of you know engaging with those youtubers especially those creators that create a lot there's a lot of hard work and it's good to be noticed for your hard work as well especially for brands that are trying to get into YouTube, but just their videos aren't really hitting the mark as well. And so piggybacking off of somebody else's popular channel is another great way of doing it. So check it out, Real IO for both creators and brands. And one last thing for you guys is to take control of your company spending with Spendesk. Uh, Yes, it will allow you to create unique corporate cards for employees and easily manage team expenses. So instead of just always handing someone a credit card, you can do it that way to, you know, easily, you know, figure out spending limits, control the spending limits, and make sure that your bottom line isn't going out of control. I think it's a great way for companies to, you know, kind of figure out how much employees, depending on which employee it is, spending limits and how much they can actually spend or not. So it's actually a really good thing for it. So check it out. I think for companies that are really looking to, you know, curb that spending, uh, this could be a good one for you. All right. And that is the end of marketing. But I hope you guys enjoyed it and tune in tomorrow for, yes, another episode of Gamers Cafe, where I go through all the latest news and give you a little, I'll give you some little tips and tricks to Overwatch because I played Overwatch I reviewed it recently on YouTube. Go check it out if you want to. And yes, follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, DigitalCO77EE, at Instagram, Digital Coffee Podcast, Facebook, Digital Coffee Podcast, uh, YouTube, at Digital Coffee Podcast, Google Plus, Digital Coffee Podcast, and Vine at Digital.Coffee. And if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Patreon at Digital Coffee. All right, I'm your host, Brett Deister, and have a great day. Wednesday, and keep those great ideas for marketing happening. All right, later.